Everyone, hello, hello. My name is Cassandra. Thank you so much for joining me on a third episode of Cassandra Captioned. I'm so glad to have you. I just want to let you know that you are in for a good show on this one. I promise you, promise you, this show has been a journey. This particular episode has been a journey, and it's only the beginning. It is only the beginning, but I really want you to know that this episode is crucial to the the seeds that I will be dropping, the clues that I will be dropping um, on this journey of this um, this podcast, and you really don't want to miss this. So I want to welcome you to a third episode of Cassandra Captioned, and let's get started. What an interesting episode. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard this story, but there was a documentary that came out Plandemic, and this lady was interviewed um, in this documentary named Judy Mikovits. And when this documentary came out, uh, it gained traction super, super fast. So um, you know, but if you haven't heard heard of it, it gained energy, it gained traction so fast, and then was quickly discredited. And I, I, I came across this story again because um, I know I told you guys I was gonna, I was gonna mainly focus on Bill Gates, but I had come across this story again on my social media, and for some reason I just got intrigued and I wanted to look into it because I feel like we missed, we missed a lot. People just took, you know, uh, certain science, science naysayers, you know, word for things and just completely dismissed it, and then the story just kind of just fizzled out, in my opinion, too quickly and I realized that I I didn't even know everything about this story and I decided to delve into it and what I found is so so interesting this story is multifaceted and it it actually does tie into Bill Gates and vaccines all right now I am not in a professional studio so I've got my cat over here eating cat food God knows she might jump next to me later and start purring. So here we go. Um, On July 22nd, 2009, a special meeting was held with 24 leading scientists at the National Institutes of Health to discuss early findings that a newly discovered retrovirus was linked to chronic fatigue syndrome, prostate cancer, lymphoma, and eventually neurodevelopmental disorders in children. So the reason I'm really tapping into this story is that it is slightly multifaceted. And when the documentary uh, pandemic dropped and we were able to kind of hear from Judy, and then there was a rush to discredit her, a lot of the parts of this story really just kind of went um, unnoticed. And it really, um, the history of this story and then going further into um background to back up this story really reveals history of um, the World Health Organization, Fauci, Bill Gates, the NIH, and medical fields all over the world. And as we know, getting a good glimpse into history can really show us our future. So I'm going to right now just get into this story and dive into it further. It is very interesting stuff. First, to backtrack, I'm going to read what Snopes said regarding this, because you know a lot of people like to go to Snopes and say, hey, is it true? Is it not true? Let's ask Snopes. Um, 
Snopes said, was a scientist jailed after discovering a deadly virus delivered through vaccines? Judy Mikovits did not discover a deadly virus delivered through vaccines. She was arrested for allegedly stealing equipment belonging to the institute that fired her. So Snopes blatantly calls what she did false. And to clarify, Judy Mikovits did not come out and say that the contaminated blood is through vaccines. Um, it is yet to be fully discovered where the contaminated blood is coming from. Guys, uh, it is August 2nd, 2021. So much has happened. And yes, Judy Mikovits, that is the conclusion that it was coming from vaccines. Fast forward 2021, we have this whole Delta variant thing. And yes, it is coming from vaccines. So I wanted to insert this in here. The contaminated blood is coming via the vaccines. If you've read the Bible, you know how important the blood is. The blood is so very important, and we will get more into that in some further episodes. Um, so there's that. Now, Snopes continues to say on July 2011, science editors issued a statement of concern about the paper. On October 2011, um, the authors issued a partial retraction of their paper that touched on issues with some of their figures. And finally, on December 23, 2011, the editors of Science retracted the paper in full. Um, this paper that they're talking about, it's another controversy that comes out of the story that I'm going to touch on. But this is what Snopes says, and I am going to debunk the debunkers. That leads me into one of the most controversial diseases um, that we've, we've learned about. And what's, what's interesting is that I was actually wanting to bring this into this episode because this is one of the things that people will use to uh, weigh their argument against when it comes to vaccines and Bill Gates. So um, when I said I was doing an episode on Bill Gates, I wanted to bring this in. But the funny thing is, and obviously this was not planned at all, this is new to me, which is another reason why it's taken me a while to um, do this episode because this is a new beast for me, so to say. Um, and it links polio to CFS and, um, atypical polio has been renamed chronic fatigue syndrome since it was identified in 1948. And it remains a kind of polio despite the change of the name. So chronic fatigue syndrome actually links to polio. And then that continues to lead right into if you really want to talk about polio vaccine campaigns and the following repercussions of that and then i'm going to follow that right into some more information on the spanish flu because it just flows right in so just to touch on the last episode all right there's so much information that's interesting to point out that it was a challenge to try and condense it all. So here's the story behind Judy's arrest. In association with the National Cancer Institute and the Cleveland Clinic, the Whittemore Peterson Institute detected an infectious retrovirus in the blood of chronic fatigue sufferers, syndrome sufferers. 
a breakthrough in the medical field. The president of the Whittemore Institute, Anne Whittemore, publicly attributed the discovery to Judy's extraordinary experience in studying HIV and cancer. So breaking down what happened that resulted in this Judy getting arrested. Well, she was working on autism and related neurological diseases in 2009 when she found that many of the study subjects had cancer, motor neuron disorders, and chronic fatigue syndrome. She believed that a virus was responsible for those symptoms, so what she did was she worked to isolate the viruses in a mouse model. And what was discovered was XMRV, which is xenotropic murine leukemia. I mean, uh, X, X, XMRV, zero, xenotropic murine-related uh, viruses. And that was in the patient's blood. So this was consistent in the blood of CFS sufferers. Um, and when she discovered that, these were early findings. She was um, on interviews with the institute that she worked for at the time, which was the Whittemore Peterson Institute. And she was on interviews with the president of that institute, Ann Whittemore, and you know, talking about their findings. It was it was a very groundbreaking breakthrough of a discovery because at the time, chronic fatigue sufferers never had an answer to their debilitating illness. Um, diagnostics were never done. It was, it was um, chronic fatigue syndrome was just dismissed as a psychotic illness. Um, you know, it got so bad that doctors wouldn't prescribe anything, couldn't prescribe anything because there was not a definition. Um, and so this was making a lot of people very relieved. A lot of people started getting their blood drawn all over the world, all over the world, to see if this was in their blood. Some of the subsequent revolt, uh, resulting studies show and um, equal to Judy's study is what is what was found is that, according to these studies, that the incident rate of infection of XMRV is 25 times that of the infection rate of HIV and AIDS. All right, so what happened subsequently to that is that people started scrambling to try and replicate these results to see, you know, to make sure they are their true findings, you know. So within two months, two studies from Great Britain failed to produce the same results. What gets even more interesting is that in conjunction with the FDA and the NIH, a highly regarded doctor, Harvey Alter, who groundbreakingly discovered hepatitis C, confirmed the XMRV findings, but held back its publication. Why? It was probably because the CDC at that time did its own research, and their research came up negative. Well, obviously, when I read that, you know, um, me knowing patterns of the CDC and knowing about the CDC, I know they're a revolving door. So they, they essentially regulate themselves. They can produce any results they want to on their testing. So they did their own research. And that research apparently um, came up negative. And you know it was a double-blinded study. Um, so you had two government agencies opposing scientific results. And then 
Despite this, a little bit later, the NIH was confident enough in its findings that they went ahead and published their findings anyways uh, against what the CDC published. And they found that one out of four murine leukemia viruses, like viruses, were in 86% of the chronic fatigue sufferer patients that they tested. Later on, the NIH tried to say this was false. So here, here we got the flip-flopping again. Um, that, you know, trying to dismiss it as the virus arising in a laboratory and that it was probably just contaminated samples. But I'm pretty sure, you know, thinking for myself here, that if a whole institute made a public announcement of a discovery, that they would have been careful to not contaminate their samples, especially if they're going to decide to go through with the story um, against the CDC. So this is consistent with Science Magazine. Science Magazine also tried to paint these findings under false light by saying that, once again, to sum it up, that they were um, by contaminated samples, that this these aren't real findings, that they most likely came from contaminated samples. And so with the most likely, they closed the door on it. And so, um, yeah, you know, fast forward after Harvey Alter's studies went public, the NIH then withdrew it. And, you know, of course, the doctor was perplexed because he knew his samples were not contaminated. Then another study in Germany confirmed the findings. So you can see how this was splitting the scientific community. Um, and so, hence, this is a crazy story. All right, guys, you know what? It's, uh, it's like maybe three weeks after this last part that you just heard. And I know I ended with saying this is a crazy story, and it is, and it gets crazier, okay? But I just have been putting off this podcast, trying to catch up with some things, and so much has happened since then in the crazy COVID world, and I just can't hold on to this stuff any longer. Um, it really ties into what's happening now, and it's just about time that I do this thing, so I'm scrambling over my notes right now. I'm just going to do this thing. Let me turn off this app. Let me turn off this app real quick. And so there's this documentary on YouTube that I found, and it's called Chronic Fatigue Syndrome and M-E, but it looks like it says chronic fatigue syndrome in me, which is very clever. And this documentary is over first glance, over first um, attempt at a listen. It's probably going to be like, you know, boring. Oh, this, this documentary is so boring. Actually, yeah, but when you listen to what they're actually talking about in this documentary it's actually like crazy interesting and I recommend everybody who's listening to this podcast right now uh, if you want to hear more about what will be discussed on this episode check out this documentary um, you can find it by typing in chronic fatigue syndrome and me um, me is capitalized which I finally figured out later and it's by Adler and Associates Entertainment it's still up on YouTube, and um, it's really interesting 
And so this story gets crazier, but I've had to listen to this podcast, I mean, to this um, documentary, literally, I feel like five times. I feel like I had to listen to this documentary like five times to really understand what was going on. So so this is what I finally understood. So the, the story gets even crazier. So I told you guys that this discovery that Judy made was was literally splitting the scientific community, right? Um, you had, um, and, and, and keep in mind guys, this is weeks later. I have not been over my notes. I literally have some papers in front of me. I'm not even sure what they say, how my notes are scrambled, but I'm tired of putting this off. So I'm giving you guys what I got. I'm just gonna give you guys what I got, okay? So this, this documentary, right, okay? this story with Judy splitting the scientific community, um, studies in different countries, and even study backed by the NIH um, was contested by the CDC, and then the NIH years later retracted that story, all the while the doctor of that NIH study, you know, has admitted publicly that he's baffled because you know, he knows that his research was not tainted. How are you going to come out speaking on behalf of the, the NIH with a study that you, is, you are saying is conclusive when if you're going to have some type of possible error? You know, I mean, um, yeah, so this doctor has said, you know, um, none of nothing was tainted and... Um, yeah, what the CDC is saying, the way the people were knocking his study, he's saying is simply not true. So, um, yeah, it's real interesting, but it gets even more interesting. So, as people are trying to replicate this study, okay, um, it's really kind of confusing. Like I said, I had to listen to it, like, I feel like five times. But, um, so, Judy is trying to replicate the study. She's working with, um, you know, another one of the doctors at the Whitmore-Peterson Institute and another a researcher. And um, so, basically, um, I think some samples were sent over to this doctor. I think they were trying to replicate a study. And um, so, this doctor ended up asking for a lot more samples. And one of the doctors on Judy's side said, no, it's too risky. But one of the doctors that Judy worked with, that they were basically like partners, he went ahead and sent samples over anyways, um, not telling them that he sent all these samples over, right? So this doctor in this other hospital does a study and then come to find out later on that that study was tainted because the doctor that that sneakily sent samples over contaminated those samples and so it made the doctor that came out with the findings look like he was uncredible okay so you see all this is very sneaky and I had to freaking watch this listen to these particular parts over and over and over to really get it to really get it okay um <laughs> Okay, so, so, okay, so this is what happened, dude. Like, this dude, this uh, doctor that worked with um, Judy, and like I said, I could, I could go find his name right now, but I'm not. I'm just going to give you guys what I have right now. Um, so I don't know his, like, I can't pull his name out of my butt at the moment. But uh, he, 
he sent contaminated samples. So <clears throat> basically, there was a, there was a, the findings were written about in Science Magazine. And I believe, um, yeah, Science Magazine. And <clears throat> Science Magazine, actually, I have a quote of a doctor that says that Science Magazine basically cannot be trusted. So once I come across that, I will read it. Um, but Science Magazine published the findings, right? But then when it when it was discovered that those samples that the findings were based on were contaminated, science wanted to retract the whole thing. But then Judy steps in and says, well, some of the findings still hold water. Some of them still hold. So they kept part of it in there, okay? So this is how the people went and discredited Judy um, because they said that science retracted their their find her findings and so this is one of the ways that she gets discredited which really doesn't say anything except for the fact that science magazine retracted her findings I mean it really just is what it is I don't think you can debunk a whole thing based on that and you can't and you can't and that's also what Snopes used um, to debunk her also saying that she stole things when in reality she stole her own years worth years and years worth of research um, and another interesting thing about this case is that you know she tried she went county to county and there were no arrest warrants um, near her um, so it seemed as though the order came straight from the top and so this is where it gets even more interesting and trust me there's more there is more there is more so you're gonna want to stay tuned I promise you um, um, yeah, so, yeah, and then speaking of straight to the top, um, so, you know, of course, the CDC and whatnot, they do a, a blinded study. What's a blinded study to a corrupt organization? A blinded study is basically code for, we're going to do our own study and we're going to grade it ourselves. Okay, so they did a blinded study. And it's just so interesting that very, very shortly after this, Judy Mikovits gets basically dragged out of her home um, and she, uh, they try to put a gag order on her um, to not talk about any of her findings, to completely, she can't say anything. And she was a, she was, what was she, a fugitive of justice, I guess? But uh, one day all the charges are just dropped um, she actually was ready to take it to court. She had everything. And out of the blue, one day, the charges are just dropped. She had no charges against her. Um, so, yeah, this is interesting. So, to continue on with that story about the testing um, and the, um, what was I going to say, the contaminated findings, right? Well, after this happened, Judy's a little ticked off. She's like, what the heck, right? Um, not only did that guy send contaminated samples, that guy went into, she caught him. Um, she had uh, an authoritative role in that company. And I, I, she had an authoritative role in that company. Um, she had access. She had keys. She had access to the property. And so she caught this guy going in and stealing samples and stealing data 
stealing evidence, stealing work that has been worked on in a, um, they were in the middle of doing a study and he was stealing the study material. And when she caught him, and she'll even say, I caught him. And if you watch this documentary, you'll hear her say that. Uh, the the Whitmore Peterson, um, you know, husband and wife, the owners of the company, they didn't fire that guy. They fired Judy. They fired Judy. Okay. They fired Judy. And then there's like this secret, there's this... Uh, really closed meeting, phone call meeting. And Fauci says, basically, um, we cannot conclude these findings. We found, we, uh, we did not find what you found. Even though, and where's my, um, even though, I know I got the stuff on it. Even though, let me get my notes here. I think it was like 80% um, in, the, in the institutions. We're finding the finding to be true. Um, let me go back and find that really quick. Give me one second. Let's see, let's see, let's see. It's very, very interesting. Yeah, so she said they would have found the study to be more than 80% positive. Um, she said that she knows that he stopped the study after they were told every study center was equally represented. Um, Fauci... Francis Collins and Harold Varmus tried to say that there was no association. And so, listen to what I'm saying here. So Fauci tried to say that there was no association between this thing that was so common in all, and the blood of CFS sufferers, that there was no association between this uh, murine um, disease, this marine. What is it again? The, the one I said earlier, that there's no association between that and um, chronic fatigue syndrome and that there was no like commonality when so many studies proved that there, were, there was, that there's a, there, there's a huge commonality. Like I said, people were getting the tests done from all over the world and there was a huge commonality. Um, but you know, it, it went all the way up to Fauci and I believe that as soon as Fauci got a hold of it, he just stopped it. And so that's when it hit me. It hit me one day. I was like, oh, I honestly believe that when the man that, that she worked with went in and stole, stole the study material that they had produced, stole the lab um, samples, when he stole the lab samples, that he was doing the work of Deep State. And so... This is what is presented to me. This is what I'm seeing in the patterns on this one. Um, and then, you know, after Fauci said there was no association to this groundbreaking discovery that was splitting the scientific community, um, she's arrested and it went straight to the top. So, you know, by the evidence, uh, there not being arrest warrants in the surrounding counties for her, by the evidence, it went straight to the top. And yes, it did go straight to the top. And one more thing I want to add um, that I forgot to mention before I end this segment is that um, after Dr. Mikovits joined the NIH in 1980, she began a 20-year collaboration with Frank Rossetti, who was a pioneer in the field of human retrovirology. And she helped him isolate 
the HIV virus and linked it to AIDS in 1983. I mean, talk about the credit of this woman. Her NIH boss, Anthony Fauci, delayed the publication of that critical paper for six months that led and let his protege, Robert Gallo, replicate, publish, and claim the credit. And that delay in the mass HIV testing let AIDS further spread around the globe. Let me repeat that. The delay in mass HIV testing that was led on by Anthony Fauci for delaying that publication, it let the AIDS further spread around the globe. And guess what? Just like in this weird turn of events where that other sneaky character got fired instead of Judy, this helped Fauci win the promotion to the director of the NIAID. All right, so the question remains, how was XMRV getting into people? Judy Mikovits explosive finding with Dr. Rossetti. But the question remained, how was it getting into people? So check this out. I'm reading from this link called childrenshealthdefense.org and I will have all the links in um, a tab on my link tree. Other researchers linked the first CFS outbreak to a polio vaccine given to doctors and nurses that resulted in the 1934 Los Angeles County Hospital epidemic, quote unquote. The vaccine was cultivated on pulverized mouse brains. Retroviruses from dead animals can survive in cell lines and permanently contaminate vaccines. Dr. Mikovits' studies suggested that the XMRV virus was present in the MMR, polio, and encephalitis vaccines given to American children and soldiers. XMRV is so hazardous that the mere presence of mouse tissue in a laboratory can contaminate other tissues in the same room. Dr. Fraud Fauci ordered Mikovits to keep her mouth shut. When she refused, he illegally confiscated her workbooks and hard drives, drove her from government work, and blackballed her from receiving NIH grants ending her science career. XMRV remains in American vaccines. And going back to this documentary I was speaking of, if you watch it, once again, it's called um, Chronic, Fa Chronic Fatigue Syndrome and Me, which is a capital M-E. And one of the doctors said that he had no doubt in his mind that this is, or he said the evidence is overwhelming that this is a biomedical problem. So I want to let you know that all of the rest of this three-part episode, it will tie into this segment. Thank you so much for listening to part one of this very lengthy and informative episode. And I can't wait to finish telling you guys the crazy things that I have found while researching this beast of a subject.
Hello, this is 2022. This is an updated clip of this podcast episode. And this is two years later. I actually recorded this episode September 2020. And regarding the very, very last part of this episode, I've got to make, first of all, a correction. And second of all, a very major distinction. And this is a distinction that needs to be made from now moving forward. Um, This is what needs to be known. So stay tuned so I can um, just do a very important part of this episode. All right, so I now realize when I actually <clears throat> started believing in um, terrain theory and when I still was waking up to to this. So when I made this podcast episode, I was this actually was all a whole new world for me, but I woke up very quickly. Um, so I, I dived into the Judy Mikovits story. I like I said, I watched this documentary on YouTube that now is no longer on YouTube. It's been scrubbed. It's been scrubbed. It's not even on the producer's uh, list of videos anymore. Um, and uh, But it was chocked full of information, um, stuff that I don't know if you would find it anywhere else the way that this documentary laid it out for me. And uh, it was a gem to stumble across. I don't even know how I stumbled across it, but it really was an eye-opening story that kind of just continued to lead into what I continued to learn. And so I now know that um, I wasn't fully awake yet on this um, just by listening to the very last clip of this episode. So in the very last clip, I say that... um, I talk about how Judy Mikovits, or Mikovits, I'm actually not sure how you say that. She, I say this in the last part of the episode before this updated clip, that she discovered HIV. I keep thinking I need to censor myself, but honestly, Anchor has censored me. They've taken out a, I believe it was like a, six to seven minute clip out of my podcast yes 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 this is true um yeah so it's probably a good instinct that I do want to censor myself but I'm just gonna say it um I say in that last clip that she isolated the HIV virus well this actually goes back to what I've been saying since then and what I continue to say and it's that Virus is actually code word for bioweapons. So when you hear that word on TV and anytime you hear that word in regards to, you know, masking up or vaccinating or testing, right? That is code word for bioweapon. And the root word for virus, uh, a root word for virus is poison. And um, that's what bioweapons are. The bioweapons... Um, that they create for us is poison. 
And uh, so, yeah, so technically, you know, virus, that is a virus, you know, in the root word sense. And um, so when I made this podcast episode, I hadn't gotten that far in my knowledge yet. And so I actually tell you guys the truth because she did isolate the HIV virus. But what, what I failed to say because I didn't learn yet is that she found a genomic sequence which was the bioweapon. And um, it's genomic sequencing because that's all the test picks up. And so, um, you know, I've made videos about this. I've got a, a videos on TikTok. Um, uh, my Rumble probably, um, definitely my shadow band babe Instagram. Um, you know, I've relayed that the chief medical officer for Pfizer for over 10 years, Michael Yeadon, no longer with them. Um, said that it's a DNA test. The RT-PCR test is a DNA test. And yes, I do have a video on Rumble about this. It's toward the end of, of one of my uh, Bill Gates videos. Uh, I think I called it zombies something. Um, I figured this out by revelation. I actually hadn't picked up the crumbs yet, the evidentiary crumbs yet. I figured this out by intuition and discernment and revelation, um, maybe a little claircognizance, you know. Um, when I first said on recording that they are data mining our genes, that is what they are doing, and why, and da 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 you know, at that point I was like, why are they doing it, you know, I don't think they're done figuring us out yet figuring out how to be God, you know, but, you know, as time passed after I made that video, you know, part of it that I also like a revelation moment, right? I got that they're also searching for their bioweapon. They're searching to see how is it accelerating and, um, and um, that's actually not the word I was looking for, accelerating. How is it progressing? How are these things progressing in mankind as time goes on, as we introduce another vaccine campaign? Are we seeing these genomic sequences in the makeup of people and they use the swab? And there's more that goes along with that, and I'm not going to sidetrack onto that right now. Um. But, um, so on that last clip, when I say that she isolated the HIV virus, I want to be very clear. I wasn't fully awake then, so I need to make this distinction right now. The virus that I'm, that I'm, that I'm actually talking about that I don't think I'm talking about in that moment, but she did isolate a virus, but it's the code word which is bioweapon and it comes in the form of genetic sequences and things they can look for you know spike proteins would be an example um, genetically modified um, I don't know if they can go in there specifically know something's genetically modified exactly like um, like if there's like a GMO marker on it or something I don't know um, but it was something that was present 
in CFS sufferers, in lymphoma patients, um, and it was a, a major thing, obviously, you know, listening to this um, episode. And it was present in a lot of that population of the CFS sufferers, and that's a genomic sequence. That is a bioweapon. It is a virus, meaning it's actually something that's designed to enter the cells and cause, cause damage. And that's what they're finding. As far as isolating a virus as what they want you to believe are viruses that are contagious, because they want you to believe that you can be naturally contagious and spread your germs which are going to be contagious and make someone sick with your germs which in another podcast episode I go through a study that was done during the Spanish flu time that totally proves that false they've never found the airborne contagion that they tell you to be scared of Um, but what they do find are bioweapons what they have never found are what they tell you you have naturally, which are actually exosomes. And if you look at all the pictures, that's what they're drawing. But they lie to you and they flip it upside down, the upside down world. They say, oh, these things floating out of the cells, yeah, they're actually going into cells. And they're like invading the cells. That's a lie. But the picture they're showing you, it's a picture of cells and exosomes and it's dead cellular debris and it's not contagious. So when Judy isolated the HIV virus, she isolated a bioweapon that she's seen in the blood of many other people. And where do you think that bioweapon came from? It came from vaccines. And so I just want to be very clear and distinct on that. This is what I've learned since that episode that I narrated, hosted, whatever the heck you call being podcasted, I don't know. Um, and the other thing is this, the RT-PCR test does not test for virus. It never has. It's a DNA test. Fauci tried to put her behind bars. They had to drop the charges. They had nothing. She didn't do anything wrong. They tried to plant something in her home to make her look guilty. Her husband came to bat for her like, yay, husband right you picked a good one um and they had to drop the charges guys she never signed the non-disclosure agreement she never gave in to the baloney and she is still out there giving her truth right now thank goodness they haven't killed her i hope she has good security um um and so i'm saying that to say this Fauci did not let the AIDS pandemic spread. If he held back the test, it was because they didn't want, I don't think he wanted any of this to like escalate with any evidence at all because the test is a DNA test and it finds genomic sequences. And I think maybe he just wanted to put things on pause for a second because she was like she would have exposed it all and um uh what was i gonna say um 
the AIDS, the AIDS pandemic came from the previous vaccine. Um, so, you know, I think in light of that discovery of Judy Mikovits, of things being consistent in people's, in people's blood, right? Uh, maybe Fauci just wanted to put a damper on the tests um, so people wouldn't link. I really don't know. I really don't know. But the test doesn't test for a virus. Um, the test picks up genomic sequences and exosomes, which is dead cellular debris, which is DNA, which goes back to it being a DNA test. Um, and so, yeah, I just wanted to say that I have to make a correction on that because AIDS was never a virus as in a natural virus, okay? Now, people were getting AIDS symptoms from a poison. And on top of that, that poison did have gain of function. Okay, gain of function has been going on for a long time. So yes, AIDS was a shedder, okay? And every, you know what? If you don't want to believe me, don't believe me. I don't care. Every single vaccine has been a shedder. Shed. It's shedded off the skin. Every vaccine has had a vector that helps the shedding. Um, you know, they say, oh, this is the worst one. But I want you to know that reverse transcriptase has actually been in other vaccines as well, including the HIV vaccine. So, um, yeah, um, you know, if you've gotten only this far in my podcast, um, once again, I just want to thank you for joining. And I just, wow, I decided to lis listen back over this episode and I just had to do this really quick. And I'm on a new phone. I don't even have my microphone plug on this phone. It's like there's no microphone jack. They just want you to do everything Bluetooth, which is both hockey sticks, right? So hopefully I sound good on here. But yeah, this is 2022. Things have been crazy. And keep listening. Um, keep listening. And... Um, Go to my website. My business website um, is beacons.ai um, slash sovereign hippie. And I think that's I think that's forward slash. Ugh, my mom always gets on me for that. I really don't know which slash it is, you guys. Um, but if you go to my Instagram at hippie happening, um, that is my business Instagram. That is my store. That is real food. Um which is non-Bill Gates, all right? Because genetically modified foods traces back to Bill Gates. It traces to vaccines. It traces to all of this. Um, and there's a link in bio right there. That's my landing page. All of my links will be there, you guys. Um, and uh, thanks for joining again. I love you guys. Stay safe by not listening to what they tell you to do because most likely it's to make you more sick. And um, I guess that's it. It is nighttime here, so good night, everyone.